Welcome to a new episode of the Apostolic and Prophetic Podcast. Today is January the 21st and we will start with a new series about Israel. Because what is happening in Israel is very important for us to not just to know but to understand in the light of the Bible. Because everything started in the Holy Land. Uh, if you look to the Uh, Bible, uh, Abraham, and uh, also Moses, the children of Israel, what happened with Jesus, all the major events, everything happened in Israel. And in the end times, uh, all the events described for the last days uh, in the prophets uh, like Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, all this is happening in the Middle East. So what is happening there is not just important for us to know, but it's important for us to understand also how we should think about this conflict between Israel and the Palestinians and which side we should take. Because in the Bible, God is never, you could say, neutral. He is always asking his people to take a stand and to make a decision which way they want to go. If you remember when Elijah was talking to the people uh, on the mountain, he was saying, if Baal is God, follow Baal, worship Baal, serve Baal. But if Yahweh is God, if the Lord is God, serve him, worship him, and follow him. So God is not forcing us to choose his way but he wants us to make a clear decision either we are with him or we are against him this is also what jesus said and this sounds maybe radical now but uh, this is actually the truth and you can see it throughout the whole um, um, throughout the whole bible and it is very important uh, our uh, stand Uh, in this situation because when i was traveling around as a preacher uh, and as a street evangelist throughout europe i was working together with many different churches and there are many churches also especially in eastern europe where people still think that uh, israel has been rejected and now the church is the new israel and this is called replacement theology maybe you heard about it And it basically uh, states that uh, all the promises that were for Israel, they were transferred to the church. And uh, then we spiritualize all these prophecies. And of course, there is a spiritual meaning in Isaiah, in Jeremiah, in all these prophecies. They, are also, they also have a spiritual meaning for the church. But they have also a literal meaning for Israel. And we will look into this because God was saying in, uh, in his word that if we bless Israel, he will bless us. And those who curse Israel, they will be cursed by him. So you cannot have uh, a blessed life, you could say, <laughs> and a good relationship with Jesus if you don't have the right attitude towards Israel. And in the Bible, if you look into the Bible, how often something is mentioned, uh, you can 
uh, get an understanding how important this should be for God. If something is mentioned only a few times, maybe it's, it's not that important like other things that are mentioned maybe uh, 100 times. But if you look how many times the word Israel is mentioned in the Bible or the God of Israel, it is amazing. So Israel is mentioned 1,254 times in the Bible. God of Israel, 261 times. Jacob, who is actually Israel because God gave him the name of Israel before his name was Jacob, is mentioned 260 times in the Bible and 23 times the God of Jacob. And Jerusalem is mentioned 701 times. So it is important for us to know uh, what God has to say about this, what God has to say also about a possible two-state solution that the international community wants because they think this is the solution for the Israel-Palestine conflict. If the Israelis finally would give the Palestinians their own state, then they would have peace. Like they said also, if they would go out of Gaza and give them Gaza, then there would be peace. Or also, actually, when Transjordania, what is today Jordan, was created, which was before promised to Israel that it would also be part of a Jewish state, actually they got a state to calm down the Arabs, but it never worked. And also a two-state solution will not work. But we will look into this if there is maybe a mention Uh, uh, mentioning of a two-state solution in the Bible and what God has to say about all these things. So let's start with uh, a few uh, scriptures or two scriptures from the New Testament first, what Jesus himself said about Israel and the Jewish people. Because the Jews who live now in Israel, um, they are actually not the whole, all the people of Israel because we know that the Uh, that Israel uh, was uh, divided into the northern kingdom, which was going into captivity much earlier, many years earlier, and into the kingdom of Judah, which was later going into captivity to Persia. And then they returned back to uh, Israel and then uh, they were again dispersed throughout the world. So the Jews we know now uh, are mainly... Um, the descendants of the tribe of Judah and of course probably also from other tribes don't want to go into details here because I also don't know um, exactly so much about this but um, let's take this now uh, as one Israel and the the Jews uh, they are the same you could say <laughs> and um, if people are against the Jews they are also against Israel because the promises which were giving, given to Israel or to Jacob, uh, they are also applying to the Jews, to the tribe of Judah, you could say. Okay, let's go uh, into the scripture. And if you go to uh, Gospel of John, chapter 4, uh, when Jesus is talking to the Samaritan Uh, woman and the Jews actually hated the Samaritans because they were idol worshippers and they are non-Jews. Uh, but he was uh, talking to this woman and she is saying, 
uh, verse 20. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. So this happened already. This is already, you could say, fulfilled through Jesus. Through Jesus, the good news, the blessing of God came also to non-Jews worldwide. In everywhere uh, where Jesus is worshipped, where are churches, where people are filled with the Holy Spirit, this is happening. People worship the God of Israel, not just in Jerusalem, but everywhere. Like if you worship God in your home. So this is already fulfilled. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews or is from the Jews. So Jesus is saying here that salvation comes from the Jews. And, and this is the thing, that it's actually Satan's plan to keep people away from salvation. And if salvation comes from the Jews, it's also Satan's plan to insert this hatred against Jewish people uh, into people and to bring this lie, it's actually a spirit, a spirit of anti-Semitism, to, uh, to let the spirit take over uh, of people that they cannot come to salvation, that they cannot be blessed because satan wants to destroy people anyway let's continue so this is one thing why it is so important that we have the right attitude towards israel because also all the prophets all the blessings you could say you have from the bible when you read it when god is speaking to you it's uh, it's actually all these prophets were jews all the apostles were jews or uh, Jesus himself is a Jew, the king of the Jews. So we know all this, uh, but uh, how, you could say, how can you know all this and still be against Israel and still think that Israel is occupator? And now you might say, okay, yes, but this is one thing. But another thing is it doesn't make, uh, uh, doesn't, uh, make it right that Israel can do whatever they want with the Palestinians and bomb houses and children are killed and so on. And we will go into this. And of course, it is not right to kill people. It is not right uh, how to say that civilians are suffering. But uh, how to say... Uh, there is something deeper behind it because it's about uh, the extermination of the Jews itself. That Satan wants to destroy all the Jewish people from the face of the earth to keep away people from salvation. Because God planned the Jews to be a blessing, to be a blessing in the midst of the earth. And... Um, Let's look into the next scripture, what Jesus said before he went to heaven. And this is in the book of Acts in chapter 1. And there Jesus was promising that uh, there will be the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We read all this, or usually in churches is read uh, when you celebrate Pentecost in verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Verse 6. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? 
And this is a very important question because in that time they were occupied by the Romans. And of course, they expected that the Messiah, and because it was promised in the prophets, will bring the restoration of Israel. So will you restore the kingdom of uh, Israel? Uh, the kingdom to Israel in verse 7. And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Okay, so we know this in verse 8, this outpouring of the Spirit was, you could say, <laughs> but... What is often overlooked is verse 7. And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. So there's a time and season, you could say, Jesus is saying here, for the restoration of the kingdom of Israel. And of course, the full restoration is when Jesus himself comes back on the Mount of Olives and when he will rule from Jerusalem because he is the king. He's, he's restoring the kingdom because he is the king. Because now Israel is a democracy. So he will not come and say, uh, I mean, and then a human would uh, be put as king. No, he will rule as king from Jerusalem over Israel. And that means also he will restore Israel. And this is the very thing that the Palestinians and not just Hamas, but also majority of Palestinians and those, and also the majority of Muslims and those who are shouting from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free. They want to eradicate Israel from the map. The name of Israel, they want to eradicate it. They want to destroy the whole nation of Israel. But Jesus said here that there comes a time and a season when God will restore the kingdom to Israel. So this is the first, you could say, hint from Jesus himself that Israel, uh, you could say, will not be destroyed, What that the plan of Satan will not succeed. Okay, and let's go into um, uh, the Old Testament. The question is why God was choosing Israel. And there's a specific reason why he chose Israel. And it's in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 7 from verse 6. For you are a holy people to the Lord, your God. Yahweh, your God, has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. So God is saying here that his people he has chosen Israel for himself to be a special treasure. So if you have a special treasure and someone tries to destroy it or to steal it from you, you will resist. And it's the same with God. If people try to destroy Israel, God will himself be against those people. Verse 7. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people for you were the least of all peoples but because the lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers the lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from the hand of pharaoh king of egypt therefore know that the lord your god 
He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. And he repays those who hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack with him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. Okay, so and this is what we see also now, you could say, in Gaza. Those who hate Israel, they will be destroyed. And if you look at this from a humanistic point of view, this may sound cruel, but this is what actually God was saying. He hates those who hate his people. And and the thing is um, that God was saying that he chose Israel first because he loved them and because he wanted to keep his word, what he promised to Abraham. That's why in following episodes, we will look into it. What are the promises to Abraham? Do they apply to the Muslims or do they apply to the Jews, according to the Bible? And which promises apply to the Muslims, you could say, to Ishmael? Which promises apply to the Jews, to Isaac? And to whom belongs the land, according to the Bible, according to the word of God. Because we have here two, you could say, opinions. The humanistic view, the, the view of the world, the view of the United Nations and their uh, solutions, yeah, like a two-state solution. And we have what God's word is saying, the Bible is saying. And plus, you could say, we could also look into this, you have what is written in the Quran, because the main enemies of Israel are the Muslims. Because it's even written in the Quran that uh, the um, that the Muslims should kill Jewish people. Okay, but we will look into this in later episodes more in detail to understand this conflict better and to understand what will happen in the future. Okay, let's go to the next uh, prophecy. Uh, we already looked into this in another episode. But let's have a look one more time into this. It's in Psalm 83. The prophetic message, it's a psalm from Asaph. And uh, there it's written, Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace. And do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a tumult. And those who hate you have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. And here we see exactly this, what is also in the charter of Hamas, in the founding charter, what is also the, the um, plan of the Palestinians, what they articulate many, many times also even in public uh, to destroy Israel uh, of being a nation and that the name of Israel will be remembered no more. And, um, okay. And who, who is doing this? This is also the question. Who is doing this? Who is saying this? Verse 5. For they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites and Ishmael, we know, uh, he is known as the father, or, or you could say, uh, not the father, yeah, the father of the Arabs, and also he is the one who was, according to Muslim understanding, sacrificed 
uh, or uh, by Abraham or Abraham wanted to sacrifice him but then of course he didn't sacrifice him that's why they have also this feast where they celebrate this in remembrance of the sacrifice that Abraham was willing to make to sacrifice Ishmael we know from the Bible that it was not Ishmael who was on the altar but uh, Isaac but um, here it's clear it's uh, the Arabs and Edom and Moab and the Hagrites, these are, uh, this is nowadays Jordan. And then you have also other people, Jebel, Ammon, and Amalek, Philistia, which is today uh, Gaza, or the Gaza Strip, with the inhabitants of Tyre. Tyre, this is south, southern Lebanon. Assyria also has joined with them. And this is nowadays Iraq and Syria. So all these nations that are mentioned here are mainly neighbors of Israel, Arab countries that are against Israel. And this was already foretold in the Old Testament in Psalm 83. And now let's look to this, how God is thinking about this and what is God's response to this plan, you could say, to destroy Israel. And this you can find in Jeremiah, this is the last scripture I will read, in Jeremiah chapter 31 from verses, and in 30, verse 35 it is written, Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day, the ordinances of the moon and the stars for a light by night, who disturbs the sea and its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name, or, the, or Yahweh, the Lord of the heavenly armies, if you could would translate it um, from Hebrew, is his name. So not Allah. So it's also not the same God. The God of the Bible is not Allah, it's Yahweh. And um, if those ordinances depart from before me, says Yahweh, or says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. So yes, there is this plan of the neighbors of Israel, of the Arabs and the Muslims, you could say, or most of them, to destroy Israel from being a nation. It's already foretold in the Bible. But God is saying, if you can make the moon and the sun and the stars, you could say, to disappear, then Israel will also disappear from being a nation before me. Verse 37, thus says the Lord, or thus says Yahweh, if heaven above can be measured, this is actually the universe. And we know that the universe is infinite. So you cannot measure it. And the foundations of the earth searched out beneath. We know also this never happened because the deepest uh, drillings went, I think, about 13 kilometers uh, but not deeper because then it's also too hot and technically also not possible anymore. Um, so if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, says the Lord. Yeah, This is also directed to those who think, okay, God has rejected Israel because they rejected Jesus. They, he has rejected them as a nation and now all the promises have gone to the church and the church is the new Israel. Yes, we belong to Israel. We belong to the God of Israel through Jesus. We receive the blessings, you could say, 
of the God of Israel through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, but God has not rejected Israel. Here he's saying, even because of their sins, he will not cast off all the seed of Israel. Will he punish Israel for his, his uh, sins? Yes. The same he will punish every person for his sins if we don't repent. Yes, this is true. But he will not allow that the nation of Israel will be destroyed by their enemies. And and that's why he said this. He, he gave, you could say, impossible conditions for humans uh, to fulfill if this uh, would be possible to happen. Yes, so if you can measure the universe, if you can measure the uh, depths of the earth, if you can make disappear the stars and the sun and the moon, then also you can make Israel disappear. So in other words, God is saying it will not happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Even the United Nations, even the president of the United States and the whole world uh, will decide to destroy Israel. It's not going to happen. Will they go through trials? Yes. Are there uh, prophecies about also an invasion of Israel in the future? Yes. But at the end, God will restore them. And this is very important for us to know. Okay, I will conclude. So the topic of Israel is very important in the Bible because it's mentioned more than 1,500 No, uh, more than 1,250 times. And God is the God of Israel. He chose Israel because they were the smallest, because he loved them and because he's faithful to his promises towards Abraham. And, of course, God also uh, chooses what is weak in the eyes of the world to show to the world that he is God. That's why he was also bringing them out with a mighty hand out of Egypt. And God um, will not allow that Israel will be destroyed. Okay, we will look into this further in the future um, and see uh, what the word of God is saying about the two-state solution to whom the land belongs and what will uh, happen in the future with Israel and Jerusalem. Okay, I wish you a nice good start into the week and if this podcast is speaking to you share it with your friends share it in your home group or uh, in your church with others and hear you next time be blessed shalom and amen